is not BS. Dougie Fresco here. Cheyenne Woods. Shy, what's, what's going on? What's up? Yo, I had a golf lesson today. What? Yeah. I didn't hear about this. I know. We just, we just got here, so now we got to talk about it. <laughs> you know, Tell me more. Long story short, I got to get my left ass cheek out the way, moving backing up. I know all about that. You know I need what I'm that as well. I gotta, I gotta when you get... figure it out, tell me, because I've been trying to do that for the last, I don't know how long. I'm not going to talk about all that I had to do today, but let's just say I'm going to be in the gym getting my squats. Up. Okay. You know, Activate those glutes. Because I, I, I don't have <laughs> any activation in my glutes. Matter of fact, can you ask Tiger like how he activates his glutes? It's weird that I'm asking Tiger about his ass, but like still, I just need to, I want to know. I'm trying to think how I would go about asking. Yeah. How do you activate your ass? That's yeah. it. Just send him a text. All right. All right, deal. All right. We're going to get on back it. to y'all on, on, <laughs> on how that turns out. Super excited about this week's episode. Uh, Nisha and Seema Sadega yes. are coming in here. Like, for those of you that don't know Nisha and Seema, you're talking about really accomplished golfers yes. that said, the hell with playing. I'm about to get my business on. Yes. And I'm going to start hosting events. And these two women have turned the event space in golf into a who's who yes. of brands and celebrities. Um, they just created this intersection of brands and culture. It's, it's quite phenomenal. I mean, we don't see this often in the golf industry. The events that they create are very unique. I mean, they've, they, like we said, they brought Snoop Dogg to the Masters. Snoop. They run Dr. J's event, Mike Woodson. They just did Calvin Peach. Jalen Rose. Jalen Rose. Um, these girls do it all. They not only obviously are business savvy, but they look amazing. I mean, from head to toe, as a woman, I love seeing what they have on. They're fabulous, and they can hit the ball like a boss. I don't have much to say. Um, I agree. And <laughs> let's just go ahead and get into this episode. All right. All right. We're back with a new episode of Birdies Not BS. We've got the video going today, I know, I which is very kind of awkward. strange. It's very awkward right <laughs> now. But you know what? Who's on the other side of this video are two beautiful people. And thank you yes. so much for Nisha and Seema Sadeka for joining us on this episode of Birdies Not BS. What's going on, y'all? Hey, Birdie's Not BS. We're here. We're up in here. Yes. We're so excited. So thank you for having us. And don't yes. forget, this is where we, we talk about golf in a no BS fashion. So we want that truth. And I know we're going to talk about fashion, mm -hmm. especially with you, Seema, because every time I've seen you in the last 12 years, I said it. Like <laughs> 12, 12 years. Like me and Seema go back. Like she doesn't know me until like last year as an actual individual. But like I've, I feel like I've followed her for so long. Like I'm the biggest fan Aww. ever. So Aww. I know we can That's get into so that sweet. fashion piece with you, Sam. Yes, yes, I love it. Bring it. I remember meeting you guys first. I think maybe at Tiger Jam in Vegas. Um, Maybe it was before then, but that's when I always yeah. remembered going to Vegas and I was so excited to see you too, because mm. like Doug said, you guys really just were like those fashionistas, um, Ooh, made like golf glamorous. <laughs> and especially when it was, I mean, even 10 years ago and golf really didn't have that side of things. Yeah. Like now we have Instagram yeah. and social media and so many new golf lines that are bringing that to the game, but you guys, I feel like we're the originals of really bringing that to the golf course. How did that come about? Or was that always a part of you? I think for, for me, I'll go first, Mish. Um, You know, since we were little girls, my mom just instilled fashion into us because, you know, it's our culture too. The Indian culture is very vibrant, um, very colorful, very sparkly, right? And so I remember being little and me and Mish always wore the same outfits. Now, she's four and a half years older than I am. 
Um, but we always dressed like twins and we always had the best little Indian outfits that were so sparkly, jewelry galore, right? Always jewelry. Um, always jewelry. And so then to cut And high the heels. Ball, and high heels. Yeah. When <laughs> I love it. Girls, to the like, golf course. We'll keep it. I love together. it. <laughs> Um, but no, you know, I think as we transitioned into sports, um, you know, just cutting to the, to the golf side of things, um, you know, there wasn't really much fashion. There wasn't much to really play with. You know, there were really like five colors in the golf palette, right? Like black, white, tan, like a pistachio green and <laughs> a variety of like blue. I like how specific you were with yeah. that. It was like, it wasn't right? just green. It was pistachio green. It was like pistachio green. Yeah. Yeah. I remember having pleated shorts. Cheyenne. No, I've been there. Yes. That's real life. Right. Yes. And I'm like, these are these are my options to play the game of golf. Like, I wanna be cute. I wanna feel feminine. I wanna feel and as I got older, I wanted to feel sexy while I played golf. Like I just wanted to to have those attributes and, and be myself and show my personality, which for so long we weren't able to do with the game of golf, right? Was it the same for both of you? Kind of this 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 quest for fashion in golf back then, Nish, was like, I mean, did you have these same struggles? I mean, I guess it's probably the same for all women because it was rough. It was rough back I, in the I day. Feel like, I feel like I had it the worst because, you know, I was a little bit older and, and you know, I was not able, like Wasima was saying, like we would go downtown Toronto to like Gerrard Street where – you know, there was all this Indian fashion and Indian culture and music and Indian people just being loud. And then we were dropped off at the golf course where we had to completely flip a 180 on our entire personality, our food selection, the way we dress. Yeah, it was code switching and cultural flexibility, yeah. like navigating the two norms. Got that. Yeah, and, That's interesting. and my mom, like she would make us sparkly skirts because like with the Indian fabric. And that's kind of how we just sort of, you know, we're like, mom, can you add pockets? Like, I remember when we were kind of just starting out and Forever 21 was there and we would go to Forever 21, try on clothes and take a golf stance in the, um, in the mirror, you know, to see if I would <laughs> if you could swing with it. <laughs> I mean, so how far has golf come though for you guys since then though? I mean, there's, there's been some progress. Cheyenne doesn't oh, look yeah. like an old man when he, when she plays now. Yeah. But, <laughs> What's what's been the attitude? What's your take on today's fashion or today's options? Because there were none. No, I think golf has really made a transition from a game to a sport. Um, I think we have Tiger. We have Tiger to really thank for that. Um, you know, you really now have to be athletic. You have to be in shape. And, you know, with that comes wardrobe, right? Like, it needs to be transitional as the game transitions. And so... I look at the girls now playing on tour, Cheyenne, I mean, you're so fit, you're in shape, you know, everyone's hitting it longer, courses are getting longer. So I feel like apparel needs to kind of keep up with, um, you know, with the game. I, I still think there's a lot of room for improvement. I still think creatively and, you know, color palette wise and just unique pieces, um, there's a lot of room for it. And that's the beauty. There's so much space for creativity in women's golf. Um, and I think we're going to start to see it as women start to take uh, the front seat in a lot of different corporations and start to make decisions. And golf is now going to be on the table for them to invest in 
be a part of. And we're going to have to start to see some more pieces and some more room in golf galaxies. Um, we're not just a small section. I feel like, you know, as we begin to consume golf more, we're going to see more. I've seen the evolution on the playing side, even when I first started playing professionally a few years ago to now, there's so much more variety and versatility. Um, You see companies coming out with shoes that you can go straight from the course to cocktails, um, golf dresses, skirts that are more, like you said, Seema, transitional to course, Mm -hmm. um, course to cocktails. Um, And that's exciting as a woman, especially starting out in the game where it can be a little intimidating comfortable to be able to find your own style within the game um that for some people is a turnoff you know when you think of golf you think country club and stiff and khakis and pleats so I don't and I kind of look at it in a way where like okay a lot of people can say it's a man's game but it's totally a woman's lifestyle totally you know and it is about the food it is about the travel it is about the wine it is about the fashion, you know, when you enter the game of golf, you know, or the yes. sport of golf. Um, if, if she has something to wear, you know, she'll go play more or she'll be a part of that golf lifestyle more. It's really exposing women to, to start to see what the golf, what the game of golf can offer them across the board. And it's not just, you know, go to the first tee, hit the shot. There's so many beautiful elements around the game that, you know, are meant to be consumed. So right. we have to educate those pieces. And, and that's kind of exciting, I think, for me and Seema, because it's really natural. You know, whereas when we walk into a golf course, we may not look the part, but we're knowledgeable about the part. And, you know, we just hosted a panel um, called the Philly Female Forum earlier this week. And we were talking about representation and you know, how important is representation, you know, for women of color and, and ethnic women to be a part of conversations and events and, and just be present in places that we weren't necessarily there before. So golf is sort of a really cool place for us to be, all, all of us. Now, Nish, I want to talk to you a little bit about, about that, that event you guys had in Philly, but I want to talk first about the transition. I think as you build and as we all grow, there's these beautiful moments in life where you, you get to that fork in the road or you have to choose A or B. So for you and Seema, my question is, I know you guys really you know, played golf, huge golfers, still are, but there came a point in the road where you had to pick between either starting your own business or following you know, career aspirations within the game. Talk a little bit about how that fork treated you guys and, and, and where you are today in the game you know, for me, I just, I was never a long ball hitter off the tee. I was really, you know, a great chipper and I would save myself a lot. And I remember my dad saying, you know, you've got to be longer off the tee because you're not going to win tournaments, not yeah, hitting, yeah, you know, cool. far, especially, I mean, that's you know, no and BS that was right back there. then. It's, yeah. Especially right. when you're, you're upping every level, you're evolving within the game. Yeah. I mean, and no fun hitting three woods. No, you know, it's not. Five woods like, as an approach it's, it's on really top boards, you're like, okay, yeah, this yes, isn't worth. Sorry, no, no, that's fine. I, I mean, and there was just certain, like my desire to be out there, and you know, after a round of golf, you know, my desire to be out there for two and three hours to practice, and you know, it just wasn't something I really wanted to do, you know, and that's okay, you know. I think 
when you say transition, especially when you've made it this far in your whole life, you've been training for this moment. And when you get there, you're like, I'm not sure if I want to be there. That's something that you have to deal with yourself. In addition to all the pressures that are going on around you, do I want to stay? Will I be letting people down? So in terms of the transition, you really have to almost take a deep breath and say, I'm going to take the next leap. I knew that we were so invested in golf and we had done so much. It would it would have been honestly a disservice to leave the game completely. You have to trust that your decisions, your experiences, your energy is going to result into something beautiful and positive. You have to believe that. Sure, there's been days and moments or conversations where you want to like, you know, say some things back to the people on the other side of the phone or <laughs> throw your computer. Um, yes. <laughs> that's, what, that's what this podcast but is for. So people can, vent, you know, eloquently vent, you know, let it out. We all have been there. You can't we clear it out here. Right? You can't do it nowhere. You're like, what did he oh just God. say? Um, <laughs> so, you know, but I just feel like we're resilient. And, and I want to say, like, we're lucky to have one another. Completely. You know, I think when people transition out of whatever it is that that they do for a living or you know for us golf is really all we knew right like I left home at the age of 11 to play golf to go to a boarding school and Nish was 14 15 um so golf was really all we knew and so when we both decided to step away from the game I was a little bit more fortunate where Nish had stepped away and we started the business and so I was more comfortable leaving the game of golf because I knew what we had but you know I just think for us our transition we were so lucky to have each other you I mean you work with your sister so there's got to be some some fun yay but there's got to be some bs like like girl if you don't leave me alone today I'm about to swing on you like how is the family dynamic with working with your sister can I tell you guys something I don't we don't really fight We've had one, uh, we've had one argument this year and I can't even remember. Wow. Me and Cheyenne have an argument yeah, we every did. week. <laughs> every you week. know what I'm saying? <laughs> we ain't even related. <laughs> like, we, we, we used to have fights when she used to steal a top for me and wear it golfing and, like, and leave sweat stains on it. <laughs> Damn. Totally. Seema, and I'm geez. like, that's my top. Sorry. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> yep. What I love about you guys, you mentioned the transition to golf. You guys played at a high level. You both played collegiate golf. Um, and now you have transitioned into a very successful business that you started. Did you always see yourself getting into events? Like you, you plan celebrity golf events, charities. You just mentioned the panel you guys had. Was that always a vision that you had in giving back to the game or being part of the game? So I, I feel like we're, we're just magnets. And I think our energy calls to bring people together with golf. I feel like, you know, people really love to see us together as sisters, um, especially on the golf course. We're very confident in, in transitioning something that would never understand golf and incorporating golf. And like, I love to use the example of, you know, we didn't just fall out of the sky and bring Snoop Dogg to the masters. We were prepared. We knew what we were doing we had the ability and the knowledge and the respect to be able to transition that smoothly and, you know, effectively. Like the biggest event of the masters beside the masters mm-hmm. that year too. There's like, yeah. Who would have thought the masters and Snoop Dogg? 
You I know, think a lot like, of black people would put, you know, green with Snoop. And then like, if you're a black person that, that golfs, it's like, oh, green, the masters, Snoop. Somehow there's a, a lot of grass. I see, right. I, I see how it came together. Snoop, yeah. grass, masters. Boom. <laughs> <Right>. That's it. <laughs> What's up, everybody? This is Maribel Quesada-Smith, producer of Birdies Not BS. That means I'm in charge of making sure everything we create connects with our audience in a meaningful way. And if you have a business or brand, you probably get why that matters. I'm a producer and creative consultant who understands that your online presence should be working for your brand, not against your bottom line. So if you're ready to create online video and audio content in English or in Espanol, that builds trust and turns your audience into loyal customers, go to maribelqs.com forward slash ready and let's make something meaningful together. Now let's get back to Doug and Cheyenne. We take that energy and we take those opportunities and we try to always turn them into gold. We try to always send a message or prove a point or stand out and, and, sh and shake the system a little bit so that we're able to do our next thing. We're able to keep climbing and, and, and pave that road for creativity, urban, youthful flair that golf is so eager in searching for, but struggling to find. You know, in the past, through the game of golf, which I love, you know, we were always told no. We were always told, you can't do that. That's not acceptable. You can't wear that. That's not okay. You know, and golf, like you You're said, like, too, I don't want to look like you. Sorry. Like, Sorry, no, no, I'm just thing. saying, but like, <laughs> you know, it is intimidating for a lot of people. It's the only sport where you have to cross the gate, check in, check into a pro shop and you get to the first tee. There's going to be someone there, like a marshal telling you the rules. Right. Um, I think when we started our business, no one could tell us, no, it's like we are able to be in control and do things that celebrate diversity, celebrate women, celebrate people because golf is a unifier and just have fun with it you know yeah i love that you consider golf the unifier I, i always call it like the bridge that brings everybody together golf is one of the few places where yep. if you're the janitor or the ceo you can get yep. together and play and find common ground and, and communication just because the game is there and you're stuck with a person for three and a half yes. damn hours you learn so a lot about you're, it. Gonna, you're gonna learn some shit you know <laughs> really what i'm saying no no let me ask you this question and i and i and i with this era of social injustice that we find ourselves in, you know, you guys are, are in my opinion, not to be rude or kind of culturally ambiguous. Like you kind of like Cheyenne and I, we can kind of float into the, the whitest of places and float into the, the blackest of places. Do you find that there's a responsibility with that? Do you find that you need to be the voice of the, of black folk when you're talking to, you know, corporate white America or, or do you have to find yourself being the voice of Indian folk and, and with black folk? Like how do, how do you guys navigate kind of your, cultural experience because you know what everybody wants to label you they want to label me they want to put a label on Cheyenne but but in your case you guys you know talk about you know being from Canada also um you know being Indian but I'm sure a lot of people kind of loop you into that black bucket yeah and and we're proud of that I mean you know a lot of the the, the legacies that we're working on inclusive of Calvin Peak um are strong, powerful black men that have led the way. And, and if we are shaping that narrative and that opportunity, then we stand with them and we stand with the movement and we stand with all the beautiful things that lay ahead that, yes, in, in, in a sense of the word is our responsibility to make sure that we are respectful, we maintain 
a level of, of excellence within the black culture in terms of, you know, from the brand to, to the narrative, to the way we execute the events, to, way, to the experience of, of the consumers and the golfers and for the sponsors. I think we're just at a point right now, not only from a women's empowerment side, but from a cultural side of celebration in the game, we've always said it that way. And we're proud. We're proud to sort of continue to, to unroll that, that red carpet for women and, and people of color across the board. You talk about Calvin, Pete, and I'm so glad you guys are, are, are on board with Calvin and, and his legacy. What does it mean to you to be able to have a say and to be able to bring some of these ideas, ideals kind of out and so that people can kind of really understand kind of the, the depth of what Calvin Pete did and who Calvin Pete is, as well as your other brands. Seema put together literally the most badass video of Calvin Pete because last year the Drew Charter School kids. And yeah, they're, they're young kids, 15, I mean, 13 to 16 year old high school kids. Uh, the first, um, the first high school, all African-American high school to win um, their championship. Mm, I remember and, that. Um, that. It was amazing. And so last year we were able to honor them at the Calvin Pete Awards. Um, and I don't think they really fully understood who Calvin Pete was, right? Like there's really not enough footage. There's not enough um, out there in the universe to understand who he is. Um, and, you know, when I was talking to, to the kids, they were usually just talking about Tiger Woods. And so, you know, it dawned on me, we have to take Calvin Pete's legacy and give it that urban twist, give it that millennial twist so that we as, as right, young golfers can understand and relate. I, I got to see it. So gotta, let, me, let me borrow that video. Real quick. I'm going to send it to you guys, but I can tell you the kids afterwards, came up to me and they were like, whoa, Calvin Pete, like, yeah, he's the shit. He paved the way. Lee Elder paved the way. Yes. And so, you know, sometimes you've just got to showcase it in that millennial twist for them to understand the the legacy of, of who he is, you know? I feel like that's what golf is missing too. Yeah. I mean, there's so much potential to have the flavor, to have that culture, that just fun atmosphere that, you know, when I go to event, I've never been to one of your events yet, but when I see videos of Sedina parks <laughs> dancing <laughs> on the dance floor and you know, your, your events have flavor, they have class, they have um, just that environment to where you have fun with golf. Cause there's so much more the golf course. Even the events you attend, you guys bring a certain mm -hmm. like life to the game. You know what I mean? Like there's a certain um, essence that both you and your sister possess that, that make the game fun. You know, I wish you could just package yes. it up and sell it. Like that would be amazing. We always joke like, and this, she's going to probably kill me for saying this. So this is like super funny. We, we've always joked like, Hey, should we go to the PGA show this year? And like, we're like, okay, we'll go to the PGA show, but I want to wear like all black. I want to wear like black velvet thigh high boots Yes. and just walk through <laughs> the convention center unapologetically yes. with bodyguards and watch and puppies. the eyes turn to you. Yes. Bodyguards and, and puppies. Did you say that? And kittens. Yeah, oh. I did. I said that. <laughs> That that's legendary. I'm yes. glad I'm glad we are recording. So, 
PGA show I saw this year is virtual. Um, so hopefully next year you guys can get your thigh highs out and your kittens and walk down. Is, not only would all eyes be on you, whatever you had to say, every ear would would bow to whatever oh, yeah. you guys had to say. If you oh, walked yeah. in with thigh highs, kittens and puppies and everything. But what I love too is that not only can you guys walk the walk, but you can talk the talk. You can walk in and catch everyone's attention, but not only that, but you know the shit you're talking about and you can back it right. up. And you, yeah. and I love that. Especially there's, as a there's, woman. No, there's nothing worse than when you talk the talk and you can't walk the walk. Yes. Yeah. Like that date you had, Cheyenne. Yeah. You gotta play oh, golf. Yes. That sounds so familiar. Oh my God. <laughs> I don't mean to call you the OG of social media, but I feel like you were the first person doing it, making golf sexy and cool and actually having photo shoots on first tee boxes and shit. Yes. Like, like yeah. you, you were doing that and everything from like cute golf outfits yes. to freaking gowns. prom dresses. Yeah. Oh yeah. Gowns, That's probably a better thing sequins. to say. Freaking <laughs> gowns, right? Yes. Prom dresses. Prom like, dresses. I'm from Kentucky. You know what I'm saying? That's what I think about when I think of a gown. I feel like you do it with such grace and such class. And then there's so many just ass and, and everything else out here. Um, I just want to get your take on the watering down of the Instagram culture. I mean, first of all, you know, social media is so important. You know, a lot of people hire PR firms and companies and you have other people tell your story when really you look at social media as, as a marketing tool, right? Like you're able to kind of tell your own story, whether it's Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram, LinkedIn, um, and so, you know, for me, I've always, a passion of mine has always, I've always wanted to welcome women into the sport, right? Like in a fashionable and fun way. And I've done that through social media. I feel like a lot of young girls have come to me that haven't played the game of golf. A lot of older women that haven't entered the game of golf. Um, and that's what I get. How are you wearing gowns on the course? If she can do it, I can do it. Right. And so I honestly feel like I've just used my social media as a tool to really talk to, to women to enter the game of golf and to talk to brands. It's so great. I mean, I get to wear some of the most amazing designers from Fendi to Dior to Michael Costello sending me stuff to just wear on the golf course, go do your thing. Let's, let's celebrate the game of golf let's talk fashion sports is fashion couture on the range so much fun i mean from beauty brands you know and it's just something i've i've always wanted to do even when i was playing professionally but i was so focused on you know making sure that i shot 65 and and not really celebrating the lifestyle components that golf has given me yeah. And you were the original. I mean, nowadays you go on Instagram and that is a new career path for a lot of people is it's crazy. Right. an it's influencer. Crazy. Did you ever see it turning into this or was this, I mean, you're just a natural at it that it, it came natural to you. Um, you know, and I hate, I don't know why niche, why do I hate the word influencer? I just, <laughs> compare it you're compared to the watered down versions of <laughs> I think that's where the conversation what Doug was asking in the beginning and it's like you know you trust me when we we first came in and we were doing this it was so left and we got a lot of heat 
And, mm-hmm. you know, I think we did it in a way that was still very respectful. Um, and, you know, it is what it is. You can't, you can't stop someone's hustle. You know, golf is such a traditional sport, you know, and so when you are scribbling outside the lines, you've just got to make sure you're doing it in a respectable way, you know? And so I get it. I, I see a lot of posts and I see a lot of, you know, booties and titties <laughs> yeah. and I'm like, okay, okay. You know, some people can get away with it. Right. Some people can get away with it. Me, however, I won't, I couldn't get away with that, first of all. And B, it's just, you know. I could get away with nice it. Oh, Nishki, keep it all the way, guys. All of it. Not a piece of it. it. All the way, guys. <laughs> so you guys mentioned you just had your event, your Philly event for women. What do you have next on the horizon, either on or off the golf course? Especially with COVID, because this had to be a very interesting, like, time for events. You had to be very creative, I'm assuming. Nish got that look on her face like, yeah, motherfucker. (laughs) (laughs) So we've created our own virtual platform. Um, So we are going to go to different cities, different states, different cities, and, um, you know, continue doing women's forums, celebrating women all over the country, talking business, talking fashion, Sports, media. At the end of the day, guys, what you guys are, are putting out in the atmosphere, you're definitely getting back. There's so many people that that have been able to connect because of you. I mean, I, I'm I'm one of the beneficiaries of your events and, and how you bring people together. And now my network has grown. So well, number one, I really thank you guys for what you do and, and, and your call to action for the game of golf. Golf needs both of you. So please don't stop doing what you're doing. How do the people out here get a hold of y'all? So you can always, I mean, social media and then, you know, our website, pgdglobal.com. We are, you know, we just launched our, our virtual clubhouse, which will be hosting a lot of different events inside the clubhouse. So um, we're really, really proud of that. We've been working on that since last December and we didn't even know, we just were really annoyed with boring Zoom calls and we wanted an experience and then it just And then COVID unraveled. fell in your lap, yeah. Yes. Got you. What are those social handles so people can get with you? At PGD Global. At Seema Sudeker and then at Nisha Sudeker. There it is. Well, that's it. <laughs> Zero BS on, on this yeah. front. So thank you guys. Thank you so much for, yes. for joining us. And Nish, we might have to take you up on your offer to bring y'all back up on here. And we need yes. to, we need to make oh, it a yeah. whole actual yes. production next time. So we're gonna do that. Yeah, I, I think yeah. I think it would be super dope if you guys are are now doing um like the Zoom videos and things like that. Maybe we get like a really fun women's panel. I would love going. that. Yes, what that a, would be amazing. I don't know why we, I don't know why we wouldn't do it. Yes, like, like why you yes. here it is. You heard it here first, people. It's going down. It's going down. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you guys for coming. Thank, Thank you for you. having us. Man, you know what I love? I, I, I said it before we started recording, but still, I I love Seema and Nisha. Like, see, those two women basically are like a party in the box. Like, when you get there and you hear them talk and the passion for the game, like, like it's it's insane. It takes yes. over you to where you want to, like, be a part of something bigger, man. It's crazy. They get me excited about playing golf, about highlighting golf, celebrating golf. Um, the events that they do, again, are unique fun um and i can't wait to go and have dinner and share a bottle of wine with them they're that type of personality to where 
you just want to be around them. I know, and there's a nice balance between like Nisha and, yeah. and Seema. I feel like <laughs> Nisha's like really business savvy and like like that stern, like you know what I'm saying, that driver driver. No BS. Whereas Seema's like you know the same way, mm-hmm. but a little a little softer. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> just a little like lighter. Yeah. Than Nish. But I, and I said that with love, ladies. I say it with love. We Don't judge me. We love you guys. Absolutely. That was fun. You know what? They they alluded to a part two. We might have to do that. Definitely um, part two. Definitely an event coming. Can't wait to see what they have coming up next, you guys. PGD. Global. Global. Go find it. Go look yes. it up. Seema Anisha Sadeker, thank you so much for coming on the Birdies Not BS and absolutely shutting it down. Well, Shy, that's that it for it? this week's episode. That's it. That's it for this week's Man. episode. I mean... <laughs> Y'all know how to get to us, man. You know, those reviews are so valuable. So, Birdies Not BS, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Yes, at birdiesnotbs.com. Yeah, everything, here, whatever Every, platform you got. Everywhere we're you are, there. we should be. That's it. Like, if they're somewhere, like, we should be there, too. Just bring us with you. That's it. Like, even the nice courses, go ahead and slide them DMs and let <laughs> us know, like, we're invited. We appreciate y'all. Hold it down.